Be the Good is all about people doing good in the world while following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. If you are enjoying these stories, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much. You can also join our Facebook community under the group title, Be the Good with Kate Cherichello. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Shiloh Gooden's incredibly impressive list of performing credits includes the now open in Chicago Paradise Square, a new musical that will be headed to Broadway this spring. She is also on faculty at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. She is co-founder of Collectus, which she will be telling us more about. And most importantly, she is this warm, giving, loving, nurturing person who is constantly spreading light wherever she goes. So Shiloh, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. That uh, intro just made me feel (laughs) very special. Thank you. Well, you are, so I'm glad about that. But Shiloh, I gave you a little bit of an intro, but there's so much more. So please tell us more about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, So uh, I am a lifelong dancer, performer, um, storyteller from the beginning, um, and uh, started my career in musical theater in New York, um, and have been doing that for a dang long time, it feels like. (laughs) And... um, (laughs) And through the years have found my way into um, choreography and, and creating and kind of being on that side of the team, as well as teaching. So usually my life is sort of balanced between those. Um, and then in the last year, year, um, I sort of gave time and space to a spark I'd always had of like, I gotta make something myself, something that no one else can cast me in or choose me for. Like I need a gift for the world that isn't in someone else's hands. Um, and so that is where uh, Collectus, um, my company came from. I'll t- just tell you a little bit about it and then share more later. Um, so it came out of the spark of feeling like, everyone that I know who's not in the entertainment industry has these sort of support systems in their job. Like I had um, a friend who was an engineer who would talk about how, you know, he goes in and sits down to the team every morning and they have a stand-up and they say like, here's what I did yesterday. Here's what I'm doing today. Here's what I need help with. Let's go. And I was like, but we don't have that. Why don't we have that? Um, I just feel like the artist life is so solo. It's so alone. And, you know, when you talk to creative people across almost any um, type of creativity, you find that we go through these intense cycles of like inspiration. And then I can't do anything. I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's this constant roller coaster. And I feel like if we have a support system underneath that, that that would make that roller coaster just a little bit easier. Um, So Collectus came out of that. And our real mission is just to give artists a break from having to carry it all themselves. So we create these teams, we call them pods, um, where artists come together and can basically support each other, almost like that magical sort of boardroom where like you walk in and you go, okay, team, here's my problem. And everyone who's there shows up with their brilliance to kind of help you through it, not only on the creative side, but on the emotional side, because that's half the battle. Um, so that's been kind of my focus over the last year is like, how do we do that? What does that even look like? Is there money in that? Does anyone, like, is it a business? Is it just an organization? Like, all of that. So, um, 
yeah, artist and finally entrepreneur after a long time of thinking about it. I finally did it. <laughs> well, Shiloh, I would love to hear more about your path to this moment and because you mentioned how Collectus, the idea came to be, but a little bit more about how you actually got it off the ground. And I'm going to combine that with my next question being how the pandemic has changed your world, because I know those two are very closely intertwined and there was traveling across the world in the middle of that. So please yeah. share. Sure. So um, I think I'm one of those people that when people, everyone asks about like, how's your pandemic? And I'm one of the people that went like, well, it kind of went better than I expected, which I have some reservation about because I know how challenging it was like financially and health wise and, and, and horrible and traumatic it was for some people. Um, but some people, myself included, like the things that it gave us were really valuable. And so I just kind of, it's like, there's an honesty about like, well, that's just, it is what it was. And I was at a point in my career in, in New York for almost four, 15 years doing the hustle and, and trying to figure out like, when does this end? Because I'm not going to do this when I'm 60. I'm just not, but I don't know, like, how does that ever change? So it ended without my choice. And that was like, at first, of course, I was just as shocked and, and upset as everybody else and, and like reeling and going like, I had all these plans and blah. But then after a few months, I started to realize that it gave me the break from the city that I had been wanting, but didn't want to have to take. Cause I didn't want to be that person that said like, oh, you all are still auditioning, but I'm stepping away. Like that in, in itself takes a huge amount of courage and to be honest, I'm not sure I even had that courage. Like I didn't want to leave, even though I kind of did. And so, um, so it gave me the opportunity to leave when I really needed it. Um, so how I got to where I am, um, like I said, for years, I've been feeling this, like, I think I have something. I think I have a thing. and I don't know what it is. And, and I always was like, it's out there. And I just ugh, can't put my finger on it. Um, and I didn't want to like put my energy towards something I didn't really believe in. So I just sort of kept waiting and hoping like the thing would show up. Um, and I think like a lot of artists um, who are, we are all like, well, our industry got taken away. I'm going to do start a business or, you know, do something we've always wanted to do. I think like artists did incredible things last year. Um, so I about three months in started doing some soul searching. I was like, well, now is the time to figure out like what else there might be for me. And I was doing a lot of journaling. I was working with a coach friend of mine. Um, and about two weeks into that, he looks at me and he goes, Shiloh, I think you want to start your own company. And I was like, I don't know. Like I got really scared and really like, I can't, I don't know. I can't do it. And, uh, and then he goes, do you have any reason not to? And I was like, well, in the past, I would have had auditions and I would have had all these things that like are a reason not to. And this is literally the first time where I was like, I have nothing else to do. I have no excuses. Um, I guess I'm going to do this. And so at first I didn't know what it was. I just knew when it came down to like really drilling down to my values, it was about how do I, I came up with the word vitality. It was like, how do I help people feel more vitality in their lives? Because that's what I value is this feeling of like, like I feel 
you know that feeling when you walk outside and it's like sunny for the first time in two weeks and you're just like, oh, I feel great. Like, that's what I want people to feel more of. I was like, well, I don't know how to do that, but I want that, right? So um, I started like journaling and working and digging and, um, and started realizing that for me, that always came in connection. And then I started realizing that I'd been starting groups and starting organizations and doing uh, sort of community organizing for years without really realizing it. Like I would, I started a potluck group and I started a, a check-in every morning group, like two months before pandemic started. Like I had done all these things already without really registering that I was doing them. And so um, I came to this uh, idea that maybe I could create that magical room where you can feel supported as an artist. You can come in and basically like get the brilliance of a team and that way I didn't have to walk in as the expert because I wasn't really feeling the desire to say like I will help you and I am brilliant and I will tell you what to do but I can facilitate a room of like nine other people to help each other find their path um so that's kind of where Collectus sort of blossomed from along the way I found my brilliant co-founder Sarah Bryans who's also a choreographer performer um and we've been like work wives for a year now and it's incredible um I absolutely would not be able to do it alone because you get scared and you get like downtrodden and you get, you know, all these things. And, and so having two of us has been really, really special. Um, and so we started testing out this idea of what, what happens when we bring together a small group of artists and facilitate them through a journey to support each other. Uh, we called it Momentum Pod. We um, started with a group of nine. It was meant to be 10 and one person dropped out and then we discovered that nine was the magic number. So that was awesome. We ran our first one almost a year ago, last December. And uh, and then we ran another one in January and we just kept doing it every month um, until I think we had done six somewhere along the way, figuring out a pricing structure and figuring out if we could like actually charge for it, which feels so strange because artists often don't have a budget to take care of themselves anyway. So that's been a really interesting part of the journey is like, we would like to um, have value for the, huge amount of time and effort we're putting in but also I want to I'm like secretly searching for a magical path where the artist can still do it for free but we can still get paid so that's like the next phase <laughs> which yeah. I was like hmm, fingers are twiddling um and then we took kind of a break over the summer and did a lot of research and worked on our website and like figured that out and right now we're in the middle of sort of our new and expanded pod which is 12 weeks because we felt like you bring people together you make this magical thing and then it's over and um the people that we had in pod seemed like they felt this kind of cliff at the end of five weeks like that wasn't enough so now through 12 weeks what we've committed to is it being like a real a place for real change like what do you want to do that you've always done that you've always ignored because you don't think you can or what are you so stuck on that you know you're not going to do it yourself and if you're looking for like this is the time I'm ready to find that leap or that shift or that like, I'm finally going to do that thing. Then to have 12 weeks with a super supportive team that you see every week and you have daily check-ins with and all that, like guaranteed something's going to be different at the end of 12 weeks, you know? So that is kind of what we're experimenting. Well, learning from right now, we're in week five and it's um, crazy and wonderful. Uh, 
I'm thinking if I left anything out. Oh, yeah. And I moved to Hawaii. Forgot about that. <laughs> Long story. So that's like how we got to collect this. But what also happened is that I really leaned into this whole, like, I'm not going to live in New York for a while thing totally accidentally. And I think a lot of people who I tell about my pandemic are like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And I can't take zero credit for it because I'm a controlling perfectionist, got to plan everything out. Like I have those tendencies, but I leaned away from it just enough that I was able, like one thing sort of fell in front of the next. And so I couldn't have planned it the way that it turned out. So I really can't take credit for it, but I just sort of like, I went home to see my family and then I was like, I can't live here anymore. It's been four months. I got to go somewhere else. And it was like a friend of the family has a rental and a debt. And so I just sort of like followed the, the seed and, um, and there was this place available that was cheaper than living in New York. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll go for a month or I'll go, go for two months or I'm not sure. And I was teaching online because Amanda had, had transferred online. So that was um, helping me like speed myself. And I ended up staying for a year. And like, I feel so lucky that this magical thing happened because I did not say like, I'm moving to Hawaii for a year, but I went and it was beautiful and it was strange and I was lonely, but it was also wonderful. And then I happened to find the one professional dancer on the island. <laughs> I was on the big island. There's not a lot, like it's very small town there. And I drove through a town and I saw a sign for a dance school and I wrote her an email and she was like, come work for me because there's just not a lot of professional dancers there. So she has a company in which she has found like every strong dancer in the towns around the whole island and put them all in one company. So when we rehearsed the show that I ended up doing with her, that was on film, of course, because pandemic, there were there was like two dancers from every town that all came together. But because that's how it meant there was like ten of us, and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I taught for her. I did two different performance projects with her. She introduced me to all her friends. She introduced me to a wonderful man that I ended up falling in love with, who's actually from New York. Who's like, what? That's insane. Um, I found an apartment. I bought a car. I learned how to snorkel. Like it was crazy. It was it was crazy. And the whole time I was getting up and going to my collectus desk every morning and teaching for Amda. But like that ha- gave me something to focus on. Um, I won't pretend it was easy. Like it's sort of like saying like, I, something exists and you just start pretending it exists yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like starting a company is like, I've made a thing and I hope that it feels real. And some days I would feel, I felt like, I felt like, I don't know, I was drawing a cardboard picture and like pretending I was an entrepreneur, you know, and other days it felt real. So that, that's been a huge part of the journey. It certainly hasn't been all smooth um uh and then to put the cherry on top I'd worked on a production before two years before the pandemic um that was still sort of like waiting for funding and wasn't really sure just to say like I've been hustling my butt off in New York for a very long time no Broadway credits like trying 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 and then eventually I was to the point where I was like I don't know I don't know if I care anymore I don't want to care anymore this is a horrible like thing to hang my value on right like you just work and work and work and I know that's the story of many many talented people um 
And I was one of them. And, uh, and then in April, I got a call that was like, hey, the show that you worked on before is going to New York. Here's your offer. And so it was, it was just insane that like a year into the whole industry being shut down. It's like that thing you waited for for 15 years. Here you go. Um, stupid. It just, it's, it makes me giggle. It feels like a fake story. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that it's, I, it's a little unbelievable even to me, but, um, and now we're back in the theater. Just so much there. <laughs> so much sorry wow like just the whole idea of you know you just the doors started to open and you didn't necessarily know where they were going but instead of staying back there saying "Mm, I don't know what's behind that door so I'm just gonna stay here you just kept going through the doors and like well let's see what's behind this one and let's see and look at all that has happened even just within a couple years now granted that's all because of the 15 years plus of hard work before that but wow and I love that I really think that I mean I don't I everybody's got their feelings about the way things happen in the world but like I think that part of the reason that my show hadn't come to me is because I just I had so much tension about it like I wanted it so much and I was so tense about it and I knew that I was like I'm tense and if I could ever let go about this maybe it would happen and so I spent a year like stopping thinking about it you know and I I definitely think that made some space for it to come in and that has been great and and when it's done like I'm not sure you know everything's gonna be all up in the air all over again I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna like immediately go right back into theater in New York I was already thinking about what do I do what I want to be done and so we'll see so once I'm trying to keep that mentality that like Hawaii mentality of let it just be one thing at a time and we'll see if I can keep it it also so incredible too is just the idea of how much you can accomplish in a year when you really just step back from and I know not every person in the world has is able to do that but the right. pandemic forced it upon you and the idea yeah. that like maybe if someone does have that opportunity or is wondering should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't I just yeah. to try it because you don't know what's going to happen and you when you put your mind to it like you said even just finding that time each morning in Hawaii to work on collectives and now it's become an entire company and that's just one piece of many many balls in the air right now for you which is incredible and and taking those risks like I look on my life and I feel like I had more opportunity to risk and try things I was really passionate about and didn't and and this last year was sort of like the universal shove you know and so I was also lucky like I didn't, I don't have children. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have a mortgage. I did, you know, there's things that made it much more possible for me to do that. But I wish, like, I'm, I'm now trying to recognize that this equation that you work hard and you just stay, stick to the thing you always said you were going to do. And then that's how things happen. Like that feels like that equation is broken to me, you know? And so now I'm hopefully trying, like you said, like to, take those moments where like, I really kind of want to, and then leaning into that instead of, because I think that's the life that I want to have is one where, you know, that thing that always interests you is something that you go after instead of like letting it be that thing you never got to. Um, You know, we don't have endless time and energy. Like, I think that's something that I've realized as I get older that 
you have to choose between things sometimes and that's okay. But then it's like having the courage to say, I'm going to do this instead of that right now. Absolutely. And you have the courage to do that. And also the idea of financially, you didn't know where, where the paycheck was going to end up coming from. And you still went, I'm moving to Hawaii. It'll work out in, in short. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it did, it did. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, Shiloh, you've given, I mean, you give me so many examples of just wonderful good news moments, but let's hone in on Collectus. Is there anything that you'd like to share from people you've worked with in Collectus who have just come back to you and said just how much it has benefited them? Uh, yes. When, hmm, we have these really special moments. Um, in pod, especially after the last year where, where people have felt um, maybe disconnected from their careers or their creativity. Um, we have this sort of joke where we know that at some point throughout pod that someone or some people will cry because they're so touched by what's happening. And it's like, start sooner and sooner to the point where we're like, oh, that was like seven minutes into the first meeting. You know, <laughs> just, we're, we're in this really vulnerable place. And so, you know, what that is, this indicator of is, is not like, oh, I'm so sad, but more like this relief to go, I feel like I'm in a place where people understand me. And like, you're with like, we have this phrase that like pot is your people, like you're with people who get it, who like totally get how hard it can be, how beautiful it can be. And there's a huge like, oh, that happens when that happens, right? Um, one of, uh, my friend Dylan, uh, who was in our very first pod keeps coming back to us and saying like, he, he was an actor turned into a visual artist and he was questioning whether or not he was going to like take this visual artist path. And, um, he's now living in LA and like, has had like commissions of murals and benches and like he's really following it and he's like that was my turning point my turning point was having a group of people that believed in me to like launch me into that that future thing um another thing that I find really striking is is it's mostly it's the small things it's that there are people who come to us who said I've been wanting to do this for a very long time I can't get myself to do it and then after however many weeks are like I've been writing every day I've been writing every day and like for someone who knows what that feels like to, to face that like resistance monster every day and feel worse and worse about the fact that you're not doing it to actually like get yourself to a point where you're doing it is magic like total magic right um to be able to step over that line and and believe in yourself again and prove to yourself that it's possible and that you're capable of it. Um, Because that I think is where then we're more willing to take the bigger risk and to go like, well, I've been writing every day. So I guess I'm going to X, Y, Z. I guess I'm going to step forward in this way, you know? Um, And you can see it in people's faces, just this like beautiful wide eyed feeling of, wonder about how they got to a new place how they like finally shifted the thing love that and isn't it so interesting too how we know how important community and being a part of a support system is and yet sometimes the hardest thing is to take that leap into saying I'm going from my own you know cubicle so to speak invisible cubicle of being an artist and or you know fill in the blank for another industry that's very solo Mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to now connect with these other people doing a similar thing. And 
like we know it's going to work out great and be beneficial, but sometimes that's the hardest thing to go from in your own lane to then going into that support circle and making that commitment to work with others. Yeah. Well, and creativity is so personal. So I feel like it requires extra care. And um, you're saying like, this is me. This is this thing that came from the deepest inside part of me. And you have to both like have the vulnerability to do that and the thick skin to be okay that it's not necessarily received or paid for or hired or all that. How do you have both of those at the same time? Like it's incredibly challenging. And I think we all think we have community and that we're fine alone. Like I can do it. I've been told that, um, that like, I just, that I need to just be strong. I need to be, and I am, I am one of the strong people and I have friends and I have this, but we don't realize like that some people do, they create their own groups with their friends and and that, and and we're so supportive of that. But like having a, a group of people that's solely there to support your artistic process is is I think more empowering than we know and not something that I think a lot of people experience because when you're on a gig or a show or this or that, that is not that group of people because you have been hired and you have to prove or you feel, you might feel that you have to prove that you're good enough and you, and, and it's not an environment that you can always be vulnerable or talk about what you're struggling with. So this is a group of people that like could care less. They don't need you to be perfect. They don't need you to be anything besides just yourself and then they'll show up for you. Oh, that's such, such a needed thing in this industry. Hey, Shiloh, I have one more question for you. What do you find yourself repeating any mantras or sayings over and over either to yourself or to your fellow cast members or to collectives? Yes. um, I often write on my wrist the words let go, like Mm -hmm. off it right here, because I find that to be something that often I'm gripping or immediately reacting or anything that's like that feeling, right? And it's about like, I need something or, I, I, you know, that, that reaction. And if so often, I feel like if I can just soften, like, <sighs> like soften any tension, I'll immediately feel different about whatever's happening and then I can cope with it better. Um, so that's something I, I constantly go back to. Um, and then something we've sort of developed for pod is this idea of, um, of being brave enough to be scared. Like, you know, like, because we're all there. It's not like you're ever going to be the artist who's like, I am always feel great. And I always am amazing. Right. But it's, it's going like, yep, totally terrified. I'm really uncomfortable. Here I go. Okay. And, and that that is not wrong or bad or, or, or it's not expected that you won't have that. It is expected that we will have that and then we'll, we'll acknowledge it and honor it and celebrate it. And then like find some bravery around it, you know? Oh, Shiloh, I love that. And what amazing things you're doing. Thank you for being there for so many people and spreading so much goodness in the world. Hey, Shiloh, where can we follow you and collect us online? Oh, yes. Um, so uh, on Instagram, we're join collect us. And then our website is also joincollectus.com. And on the website, you can get um, more description about pod. We have videos from people who've done pod talking about what it was like. Um, you can sign up uh, to hear more about our next one. We're probably going to run the 12 week pod again in the new year. Um, and there's only nine slots. So that's definitely something that if you go to the website and sign up, we'll send you information once there's we're in space to sign up. And we 
have been working with um, partners to create sponsored slots. So whether or not it's something that you think you have a budget for, or maybe you don't, come and check us out anyway, because we may have sponsored slots, which is like our ideal situation. Fantastic. And Shiloh, we'll see you here in New York in the spring. Yes! (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Be The Good with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. You heard about the good? Now go out and be the good in your life this week. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.